You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can also find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. It's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And today, we'll spend the first segment talking about some week one predictions for this week's game against Florida Atlantic. And the rest of the show, I'll be joined by someone that you all know as Old Takes Exposed on Twitter and Instagram, and I cannot wait for it. First, gonna thank you guys, because last week, uh, Monday through Wednesday was the biggest Monday through Wednesday that we ever had. And this week, you guys completely demolished it. Um, Like... You almost beat it Tuesday night. So, listeners, thank you. Love you so much. Appreciate you so much. And hopefully we can keep getting this thing going. Uh, before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And please do subscribe to the YouTube channel because, you know, we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to have a blast and it, it's going to be just such a good time. Of course, we are talking about Florida versus Florida Atlantic to start the show, and we're talking about some predictions that I'll have, and I got some. I, I, I've got five. I've got five, if that helps. Uh, first off, the spread, minus 23 and a half. Obviously, I'm taking Florida there. Yeah, like that's that's not even close. Like I think that's not a bold prediction at all. I think that the first, uh, first note there is that, yeah, Florida is going to cover the spread. I, I don't... I would be very genuinely upset if we don't cover the spread just because it's Florida Atlantic. Like I, I want to blow out. Like that's, that's where I'm, I, I want to blow out over Florida Atlantic. And I don't think that's asking for too much given the talent we have on this team, the talent we have in the coaching staff. And I mean, they're Florida Atlantic, which uh, that's, I'm going to knock on with there because now we're going to lose. So sorry about that. But uh, next up, Emory Jones, um, I'm going to say 300 passing and 50 plus rushing. That, that's where I'm at. I think that, and I, I would put more, but my expectation is that Emory Jones is not about to play a whole football game. So 300 passing yards, 50 rushing yards from Emory Jones, which I think is reasonable when we look at someone who's as athletic as he is, has such a strong arm like he does. And we could take advantage of a Florida Atlantic secondary, which, to say the least, is not um, is not chock full of NFL talent. If that makes sense, without being like too disrespectful about it. If it is too disrespectful, oh well, too bad. I got, that's where that's where I'm at. Emory is gonna ball out. I think we'll have at least one 100 yard rusher and one 100 yard receiver. Like I, that's. That's where I'm at there. I think it might be Jacob Copeland, might be Xavier Henderson, Justin Shorter, Trent Whittemore, who knows? But or Kamari Gamble or Keon Zipper, whoever it is, I'm thinking that we'll have a 100 yard receiver and the 100 yard rusher. 
maybe it's Emery. I don't know. I'm, I, but I'm sticking with having a 100 yard rusher. I just, I feel like this is going to be a game where, first of all, the receiving won't be too difficult, I think, just because we'll have uh, a couple of big plays, I'm going to say. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll eat up a big chunk of that early on. And then the 100 yard rusher. I mean, if Florida's up a ton and we're running the ball to just end the game and get out of there without any injuries, I mean, that, that makes sense. Then volume carries at that point. So that's where I'm at. Then switching to defense, because I've had, you know, cover the spread as a team one, two offense, two defense. I didn't plan on doing that, but it looks like that's going to be the format, at least for today's show. Who knows where we'll go next week? Who knows where we'll go tomorrow with it? I don't even know. I don't think that far into the future. That's future Brandon's problem. But <laughs> taking a look at defense, I'm saying at least four team sacks. That's right, man. I, I don't think that's asking for much. I would put it higher, but I'm expecting that we'll get to a point where Florida Atlantic runs the ball, or maybe we'll start the game with Florida Atlantic wanting to run the ball a lot. And I'm thinking, you know, like, I, I, I think that the first game back or the first season or the first game of the season asking for four sacks isn't too much just because like that, that yeah no that's really not that much i don't care i'm not even going to pretend i'm being modest about it four sacks early on is a reasonable start uh i realize that yeah like a lot of people are like oh that adds up to a lot it's like 50 sacks of the i don't care like we're, we're gonna have a good pass rush this year i'm going to speak it into existence next three plus team takeaways which i mean if you count Team sacks, maybe we get a strip fumble or a strip sack, whatever. Maybe we get a few picks. I don't know. I'm thinking, though, that this is... I'm knocking on wood just so I don't jinx anything. I'm thinking this game, bloodbath. Like, that's where I'm at because I am confident in this team, in this coaching staff, in the ability for the for the team and coaching staff to just gel together and, like, come on, baby. Like, like... It's opening week. Like, of course, I'm just going to set my expectations way up there. And, like, I'll tell you what. I wasn't going to do this, but I'll do this now. Um, I will, for, for the remainder of the season, keep track of if my predictions are correct and wrong. Because I was going to do just covering the spread I'll keep track of. But, no, I'll keep track of if my predictions are going to be correct or wrong, if they wind up to be correct or wrong. So we'll have a lot. We'll have five a week, basically of am I right or am I wrong? Am I smart? Am I dumb? Who knows? We'll get there. But that, like, yeah, that's where I'm at. Those are my predictions for week one. And I cannot wait for tomorrow when I get to just dive into this game because I am so ready for it. I cannot wait. But first, need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL, any, any other crypto, whatever there is out there. I don't even know any more money. Visit rockauto.com right now for all. Oh, your car parts needs the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Like I haven't had an issue with my car to this point. Please don't, don't give me one. It's very rainy out here today. So please don't give me that issue. But when I do, like I know that I'll be able to go to rock auto and my not mechanically sound uh, self will be able to navigate the website, find what I need and be able to address that situation. Uh, thankfully, because yeah, I'm, I'm in need of it. Like family mechanics, like they could fix it. Like I'll buy for it. I'll, that's fine. I'll pay for it. But whether it's brake pads, taillights, hydraulics, fuzzy dice in a mirror, whatever it is, go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car 
or truck, whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know exactly who sent you. And welcome back. Now I am joined by Fred Siegel, who is a dad, husband, and lawyer, but you may know him by a different name. And that name, Freezing Cold Takes on Twitter and Instagram at Old Takes Exposed. Fred has dominated social media as the cold take king, exposing people with absurdly awful takes. How you doing, Fred? Great, great, thanks. Good, man. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, I know that I, I, I DM'd you and I was like, hey, uh, I have a take that I want you to hear, um, but you would have never seen before because it was on a podcast and never tweeted out. But uh, it, it's relevant to the Gators. And so I feel like it needed to be brought up. But uh, a couple of years ago, I was on a podcast and I said that Felipe Franks would have a better season than Joe Burrow. And then Joe Burrow went and had the greatest, uh, this is the greatest season of all time. So a uh, horrible take on my part, but I will say that at the time, uh, it, it, I don't think it was as bad at the time because the year before they had like similar years and then Felipe just, yeah. I never, I never really trusted Felipe Franks ever. So I, I would, uh, you know, I wouldn't have, Joe Burrow was 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 a little was over pedestrian like he was better than pedestrian, but he was he definitely wasn't as good. Um, but uh, that year, the first year he was there at LSU, but you know Frank's never really struck me as the guy you trust to win a game. I always thought that we were in the game as long as he was quarterback, we could never pull away. Um, I think that the Miami game was like the ultimate. When we were just clearly the better team, yeah. <laughs> just really, he just he just made so many ill-advised plays, um, and he, and and that that was really his whole career was like making bad decisions that would kind of effectively wash out good plays he had during a game. I never um, trust him, um, and one of the things that I've always thought about um, was just like how, I mean. It, we we give a lot we give a lot of credit to Mullen for a lot of things on offense, but like just why was Frank's why was Frank starting that season? Um, what, what I mean was it that much? What how couldn't it have been obvious for that many years that Trask was the better player? That much better? Like it just it just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean. I mean, thank. Luckily, I, I want to say I don't want to be like luckily Felipe got injured, but like. Fortunately for the success of the we team, we lost to an awful Kentucky team that game. We definitely <laughs> lost that game. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, that game too, he threw a bunch of stupid interceptions. He had the fumble. I mean, he was just like, uh, um, he, he would, he made too many mistakes. He wasn't um, consistent enough. Uh, and we kind of focused on the games that he, you know, it was a lot crisper, which weren't that many. And we kind of thought that those would be like the majority of his games the following season. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I would have disagreed with that take right away because I I never really thought much of Frank ever. I was I was I never. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I at least like going into it because it was with I was doing a podcast with an LSU fan, um, 
And I was like, you know, like I was like talking trash and I was like, I, I trust Felipe to at least at least be better than what Joe Burrow was. And then, yeah, Joe had the, arguably the greatest season. Or, yeah. I, don't, I don't even want to say arguably. I think it was the greatest college quarterback season that we've ever seen, at least production wise. And uh, yeah. Can't Newton. Can't Newton. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. But uh, uh, one of those years. Yeah. We, uh, you're here, you know, talk about horrible takes like my own. What are some of the worst gator takes that you've seen? There's a lot of them. Um, you know, people think of the gators are going to be great every year. Nah, I don't think that. I mean, there's a lot of years where actually, there's a lot of years where uh, people didn't think the Gators would be that good, and they were right. Um, <laughs> uh, I think after 2012, I don't have them here, but I mean, there was a huge sentiment that we were going in the right direction, and FSU was going in the wrong one, and that was couldn't have been more opposite. <laughs> and we should have known it too by the way recruiting was going because the second Urban left, like Fisher just wasted all the whole state. And just took all the great players, and um, and that started earlier than 2013. But uh, we had won at FSU, and um, and they and and we won that game, and we won, we won 12 games that year, mostly defensive oriented. Um, Jeff Driscoll was another Franks. Type player who, uh, unfortunately, I mean, he's significantly better. Uh, Driscoll was kind of like significantly better than the problem. The thing about Driscoll was like, you, we were so much promise. He was just a freak athletically, physically. I mean, this guy just had everything. It didn't really, wasn't consistent, never has been. And um, so he, but I mean, Muschamp's offenses were never good. And, uh, so he, 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 we thought he was better than he was, Driscoll. He's, and, and then 2013, we lost him of inferior Miami team because of his mistakes. And in 2012, we kind of overlooked the fact that a lot of the games that we won were defensively. We had a great defense that year. And um, so we thought that we were going to be on the upswing. And FSU was on the downswing, but it, was, it was, wasn't the case. Um, and then when McIlwain was hired, <laughs> McIlwain, I think, got a lot of love. I guess he was from Saban Tree. Um, he talked, he talked like he knew who he was talking about. Um, but you know, we didn't realize that he, like, depthalized. He was a terrible recruiter. We had no depth. We had no star. We had barely any stars on our team. Uh, and um, you know, he was he was uh, so he stunk. I mean, he really stunk. He not only that, he just he just wasn't. Like, he was in over his head. He was completely getting killed. He just wasn't an SEC coach at all. And uh, I mean, that one year in 2015, we still had a great defense because you know the one thing that Will Muschamp did was he always brought in a good good defensive players had a good defense and uh but then he just stuck but when he was hired like people like paul feinbaum said in, in, in jim McElwain, i think jeremy fully just hired the next urban meyer florida 
<laughs> yeah, it was it, it, it was a rough one. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I mean, all about recruiting. Like, if you're going to say you're hiring an ex-Urban Meyer, that coach has to recruit like Urban Meyer. Yeah, no. Nah, it was not like that at all. I think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year. If you're confident, which you should be, I know I am, Bet online currently has plus 2,800 odds, and I'm just saying, I already took them, baby. I'll smash them on, so we're, we're going for it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus, like 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And again, make sure to use promo code Locked On. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for your 100% welcome bonus because we've ramped it up. It used to be 50. Now it's 100 just for you, football fans. Like, we're here. Just, just you know, 100% welcome bonus. Double your money. Like, that's how that works for those that aren't math savvy. Like, that's that's what it is. Um, yeah, that was one of the worst hires that I've seen. Like, Because I, I, when he got hired, I didn't like it. I was like, I'm, I'm not a fan of his. And it was before I was even, like, working in football or sports media, whatever it is. And I was just like, this is not the move. Like, I, I did not like it from the get-go. And... I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm right, but at the same time, it's like I I want the Gators to right not awful. <laughs> so it was just one of those horrible. Yeah, we, one guy, Mike Farrell from Rivals.com, said uh, that same recruiting class. Gators get Treon Harris. I absolutely love this kid as a quarterback. Could be the next Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> that was a recruiting cycle before. That was in February. Yeah, must chance to convince Treon to come here so he can play quarterback. Yeah, that was a that was a hard, that is a terrible take. Yeah, um, yeah, and that same recruit, I mean, whatever cycle that was, where we hired McElwain, and he definitely wasn't the first choice. Um, you know, the the UF puts floaters out there, like the best coaches, top coaches at the time, and none of them leave if they're at even if they're at like any school that will pay them. So, like one of them was, I, I think, Davo Swinney, like. The, you know, there was a rumor that the Gators were going to go after Swinney or whatever. There was no way he was going UF. I mean, this was before they won the championship, but they were, he had bit, rebuilt the program. And, uh, and someone wrote, they, the UF is lucky they didn't get Dabo Swinney. He's not a winner. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, those are the type of tweets that or posts, or even articles that you'd see with McElwain. When Muschamp was hired, he was big time too. I mean, yeah. I never thought he was great. Um, that one, I was very excited. That was before I was even on Twitter, but I was so excited. I think they were, actually there were some people who thought he was kind of a goofball. And, you know, but, uh, and he hadn't been a head coach yet. So they're like, why are you giving him the reins of Florida? I mean, he got. He has the SEC like work ethic and the SEC mentality, but he just doesn't. He, he's just not. He doesn't have it all. Like he just doesn't. Like he 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 recruited well, but not well enough, especially in offense. Um, and 
and he just offensively he was so challenged and he just doesn't you know he's just i don't know there's something about Muschamp that makes him like it's a little bit more inferior to any like elite coach yeah and like i'm i'm honestly just glad that he didn't leave florida in the same shape that he left south carolina because like sc is just in complete shambles right now like it at least yeah. we were excited. Like we were like, oh, like we'll still have a good defense and all that. But it's like, my word, <laughs> South the Carolina defense, got demolished by much. The defense he, the defense he had, he put together at UF was good. I mean, when in 2015, when McIlwain took over, um, and you know, we won. Two, we had two great. We had, we, had, we had two good games with – two really good games with uh, Greer at quarterback. That's it. And the rest was the defense. Um, we had the game – We Tennessee, he wasn't good until the end where he had the one play. Um, and then the Mississippi game, he was great, and the defense was great. And the Missouri game, he was good. But the rest of the games were all the defense. And then when he got hurt, we needed the defense bad. Harris was pretty good for the first few games. But then, um, you know, Vanderbilt, we played against Vanderbilt, and they, they, they decided they were going to keep him in the pocket. And we were terrible in that game. I think we won a game-winning field goal. And then we beat Florida Atlantic, who was like, I think they won like zero games that year. Beat him in overtime. And we won the division. I think, um, but the defense was the whole team that year, and they were all from guys that Muschamp brought in. Yeah. So, I mean, it's. But all the playmakers, most of the playmakers from Mullen's teams were uh, guys that McElwain got. Yeah. But he never had any depth, and he couldn't use them all. But but Kyle Trask was a flyer that that McElwain took. And they recruited Kyle Pitts, too. I mean, Kyle Pitts was in Mullen's first recruiting class, but all the recruiting for him was done by he, – he was committed to UF before McElwain. Yeah. They just had to hold on to him. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's very soft for Mullen. Mullen uh, – people like to give, give me the takes about Mullen where, um, you know, they like to say uh, – uh, retweet this one like it was the worst hire of the cycle or, or compared to like the same cycle they hired um, Frost uh, Nebraska hired Frost and so uh, but Mullen turned out to be better than him yeah. so what I mean like but you know, Mullen's been pretty good but um Jury's still out whether he, he can take it to the next level. Are you constantly doubtful of it? Are you just like constantly getting notifications of people just like at eh, old takes exposed for everything? For everything, yeah. And <laughs> a lot of times it's like people like us, we talk about UF because we know the teams, but I mean, I'll get tagged by like Iowa guy about Iowa State player recruits or something. I don't even know anything about them. <laughs> But I'm not going to use that anyway because it's just it's not it doesn't read the note, reach the notability requirement. Like, 
do you just have like tweets like in in the bookmarks just like save just ready to fire off at any point like do you see like someone make like an absolute statement and you're just like no i don't, I don't keep it unless it's re unless it's coming out because yeah first of all it gets buried in the bookmarks and then you can't there's no way of of unbookmarking from the tweet itself so then you can't like you'd have to go all the way back and find it to unbookmark it and put it at the front of the bookmark so it's really annoying um so that's one of the reasons why but i i kind of don't really do that with tweets are about like a season the team's gonna have a good season it's about a game coming up like within the next few days and yeah like a big game. Yeah, you uh, had one with, uh, it was, I think it was Mike Florio that like on August 27th was like, ah, Cam Newton's going to have a great year for the Patriots. And then. Oh, yeah. It was, it was somebody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But most of those, a lot of those are like sent to me right away. Right away. Um, and then uh, that just one more that I just want, I'm just curious. Do you have anything saved for the Gators' debut or season opener uh, this no. week? Wait, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like in games like this, it's like a Tom Brady thing. Everyone, you must have so much of Tom Brady when he was because he was unknown. <laughs> but it's like nobody talked about. It. There's nothing because it's just an afterthought. Nobody makes strong opinions about a six-round pick. Just assumed that he's not going to be anything. Yeah. So he's just not discussed. Like, it's just like, oh, they picked Tom Brady in six. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it says the same thing about this. Don't make strong opinions that Gators are going to beat FAU. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, it's just like, everybody. everybody, it's just assumed. So I don't really have that. But the season wise, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would assume that everyone you're gonna beat everyone thinks Alabama is gonna beat us. So be, I, 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 the big game is Alabama Miami. Like if Miami could pull that off, then they would. That would be very big. Although I wouldn't want that to happen. But I don't really like Miami. I grew up. I have all my friends, huge Miami people. I grew up right. in Miami, going to the Orange Bowl and all those fans and everything. And I always liked UF time. So. All right. Uh, that's about it. Thank you, Fred, for coming on, and we'll get you back on at some point. Make sure to follow an old yeah, sure. even though I'm sure a lot of the people are already following you, given that you have 500,000 followers. That about does it for today's episode of Lockdown Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll get our full game preview in, including keys to victory. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports, that is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Football, hosted by Vinny Iyer, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you're like me, you're in a lot of fantasy leagues. And um, I had one the other day where I drafted Cam Newton. Um, yeah, so that's how it's going. I'm going to need Vinny to help me out here because I desperately need it. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast, hosted by... Your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling get daily picks of blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever 
you listen to podcasts. I'm Mike Dunn. <laughs>